Hello and welcome to GlitchCube, we're a gaming podcast and each week we take a deeper look into the art of video games and as always I'm Christian. I'm Chris. And welcome back everybody, thank you so much for joining us once again as we dive further into the world of games. So this week we are going to be tackling a big topic today, one that is on the minds of everybody because seems like every company is doing it right now. We are going to be discussing remasters and remakes as well, because they both kind of go hand in hand. And with the recent releases that have come out, and some of these are pretty big and really fun, uh, it, it seems like this has been like, uh, I don't know, the last couple of years, we've just been seeing so many of games from our past, like our childhood, coming back with like a vengeance, right? And they're doing so well. And it, it's it's a great thing for to have these remasters and these remakes because it, it does feel like we're preserving that memory. And it's it's great for conservation purposes, I would think so, right? Because some of these games are just not playable anymore because mm -hmm. uh, the consoles just don't exist or it's just too hard to get a copy of them. The emulators might not run fantastic if you to go down that route. So it's it's really great to be able to see these titles come back uh, to our modern era and being able to play them on these great systems like you know we'll talk about it later but metro prime on the switch i mean goddamn, it's great <laughs> and, and it looks good and there's you know there's a few other games on the switch that i just got announced as far as remasters go that i'm very interested in but before we dive too much into the topic of the games themselves uh would you care to explain to the audience out there, they don't know, if if anyone out there is curious, what exactly is the difference between a remake and a remaster? Those names, or those titles seem to get thrown around a lot in these conversations. Yeah, I feel like it's something that still a lot of people either get mixed up or don't understand just because the developers will label it something when it's not. But uh, remake is basically from the ground up right? Like you're remaking the game, um, either with a whole new style or new story, like Final Fantasy VII Remake. I think to me, that's the perfect example of a remake. Like it's just a totally different game, just with the same characters. Whereas a remaster is basically just like a, a little touch up of, uh, how the game was originally. Um, and there's, there's been many good, um, instances of that, you know, like I know one that a lot of people like was a shadow man one recently. Uh, God, there's been so many of the quake, mm. uh, remaster, which I played recently and it feels phenomenal. Like it just, it basically takes that old tech and makes it, playable and modern stuff adding quality of life without changing the graphics too much or redoing the code at all you know and there there is this term like um that people used to use you don't see anymore because i think it just always ended up failing uh rebooting um well i guess people still reboot franchises here and there but uh you know, we, we mostly saw that during the 360 PS3 era. And of course, I feel like a majority of those reboots just were not good. 
So I feel like a lot of people kind of shied away from doing that until maybe recently. But uh, I have a reason, or I have a couple thoughts of why uh, we're starting to see so many, uh, at least remasters uh, and some remakes. But, um, you know, you, you kind of take a quick look at how the indie world is taking old mechanics from old games and making something new with it, right? And these developers who made games like, I don't know, 20 years ago, right? Like, And they're like, oh, wow, people really do like this mechanic. What if we just re-release our old game to the public and try to live off of that? And that's why I feel like we're starting to see so many older titles coming back is because just like with anything, people like old stuff, right? You think you look at fashion, people are wearing nineties clothes. They're all wearing baggy clothing now, at least, you know, anyone under like 30, well, maybe 35, but <laughs> you know, it's people always go back to that style and with games. It's no different. And I think that's why we're starting to see more of these remasters right these this way of doing preservation which i'll get into later with the whole preservation side of it because that's that's a whole different interesting topic when it comes to you know a remaster versus also like a port um but i'll get into ports later too yeah there's so much going on there and at first i was kind of thinking that it might be due to a copyright issue Right. Like mm. if you don't put out something pertaining to your title in X amount of years, you could potentially lose the rights to that title. And maybe that's why a lot of these companies are doing these remasters to keep that patent alive, right? To keep the copyright going, to know what, who to associate those kind of mechanics with. But I think it might really be, I mean, the copyright law is like 70 years or something like that. So that's not, <laughs> so we're not getting remasters of the um what's it what was it i forgot what it was called uh something the brain that very first video game ever made which was a giant supercomputer playing tic-tac-toe uh, <laughs> so we're, we're not getting a remaster of that anytime look soon. at pong <laughs> yeah and like what it'd be like 2040 jesus <laughs> yeah it'd be weird uh but no i i do kind of think that it might be like triple a titles way of saying hey you know Hey, check this out, indie companies. Remember where you got this from. So that it's kind of like a little reminder, right? Whenever we people look at these indie games, these Metrovania titles specifically, uh, they always talk about how smooth those mechanics are, or how great that looks, or what an innovative idea. But it could be an idea that has been done before in the past, like in some, like for instance, Metroid Prime, right? So this could be that the big company's way of reminding people you know, we did this first <laughs> and we did it right. And apparently we did it so good it inspired an entire genre, right? So like just to kind of keep their place up high on the pedestal, it, it could be potentially be that way. Or it could be something as simple as the fact that all video game designers right now in the field are our age. And what games inspired them? Well, the ones that we played when we were kids. So of course they would, be, you know, be... A, ecstatic to work on a game that they remember so fondly playing themselves so i i 
it could go either way, honestly. But I think that might be honest, a pretty heavy hand in that. Uh, I mean, we see it a lot with filmmakers as well. It happens all the time. You take what you know. You take your inspiration with you. And our inspiration is only 20 years old, <laughs> right? Like, it's just it just makes sense to do that. And who's going to pass down an opportunity to work on a title that they played for hours on end as a kid, renting it from Blockbuster multiple times, you know? Like the, mm-hmm. those kind of like passion projects there. But there's there could be a whole plethora of reasons as to why it is. I mean, it could even be just a simple cash grab and which Nintendo would not shy away from because yeah. a lot of their games are very expensive, even though they are old games. Just look kind of nice, right? Like, and I they're different. just ports too, which is the messed up part, you yeah. know? A lot of them are just ports, which is pretty frustrating. Like... um. I know that Live a Live is a very well-regarded remaster of a JRPG that uh, I, I don't I feel like that was like a cult classic kind of game. So it's kind of mm-hmm. interesting that they pick that one to remake. But the fact that it's so expensive, it just keeps turning me away from it. Like I want to play it because it looks fantastic and it keeps getting rave reviews and keeps getting brought up. But that price tag is just insane. Like the same thing happened with uh, Link's Awakening. I still haven't oh, played yeah. the remaster because I didn't want to pay 60 bucks for that game. <laughs> like it's not a $60 game. I mean it's like because it's 3D and everything I'm like, "Oh, well, I guess for me I'm like, well, if it's a remake, like I can kind of justify the price." I mean, the problem is it's a Game Boy game, so you know it's not going to be super long. But um yeah. At least, like, oh, they put some work into this. Like, it, they totally overdid everything. Like, it, it looks gorgeous. But, yeah, I'm like, oh, maybe not 60. Yeah, like, maybe 40? Like, I don't know. Like, a game like that, it's like... <sighs> Nintendo loves doing that shit, though. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that that's like their bread and butter is, oh, we're just going to port this game from an old console over to here. Or let's just do a direct port. And it's like... Yeah. While it's nice being able to have access to a library from a console or two before, charging full price is just like, come on. And yeah, with same thing with Square Enix, you know, with Live a Live, like because it was never released over here, you know, and because of the cult status it had from its one of one of the earlier first english translations on the scene there's a big thing behind it and yeah it's hard to justify paying full price for something like that you know and you look at some of the other remakes that they've done or even just remasters right like the the front mission one that they recently re-released or um god square enix loves doing these like seems like they do a lot of remakes, but the, the pixel re remaster mm-hmm. of one through six, like they're just uh, they releasing of f- the other ones, which was really frustrating. Even if you owned it. Yeah. And they, so I guess uh, they're coming out with a physical cart of uh, one through six. And I think it's like $60 or 70 or something like that. It's kind of high. And I'm just like, really you guys are charging that much like it's six games like i mean that's a lot of hours a lot of time so you definitely get your money's worth but 
like you're paying that much money for these really old games that I don't know. I mean, if you have a computer, it's pretty easy to get them. But like, mm-hmm. I guess when you have no other way to play it, if you don't have a computer or the original hardware, like, I guess it makes sense. But damn, well, it's only like three of the six are decent. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, it, it. The other three are like more of like a historical standpoint, mm-hmm. right? Like you look at yeah. six, you look at four. It's basically four, five, six. There's yeah. Like one, I mean, it's history. You got to play the first one just to see where it all started. Mm-hmm. Two, it's a saga game. So you're not really getting a full Final Fantasy experience. And then three is like, I mean, it's like a freaking DS game. You know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, not, not disregarding it. That's like the only one I really haven't played. So my knowledge on that's kind of shaky but you know looking at square enix like they to me they're kind of like the kings of making good decisions in this regard you know i know i'm kind of segueing with this but it's like i guess something that for me really stands out with them is you know you look at their remake of secret of mana right mm, 3d yeah. People loved that original game. I loved it. I still have my old cart of it because it was such a meaningful experience back in the day. When they were like, oh, we're bringing in 3D, I was like, oh, this could be cool, but I was a little worried about it. It came out, everyone crapped on it because it just ran poorly. Mm-hmm. Then when um, Trials of Mana came out, or God, I'm going to screw this up right now because of the caffeine, but Sinking Nintensu 3, or, you know, the, the sequel, mm-hmm. came out. It was also in 3D, and I was like, oh, man, I don't know if this is going to be good because I played the original, like, translated, and the 3D was good. Like, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't bad. I think, for me, the voice acting killed it, but that's besides the point. Like, them doing that game in 3D was really cool, and it really worked out. And I feel like that's their thing as a company is like a lot of their remasters and remakes do well, but when they don't, oh God, they're bad. They hit hard, yeah. But I mean, like with Secret of Mana specifically, granted, yes, fantastic title, fantastic game, but the remake of it was not that impressive for being a PS4 game. It definitely didn't look like a PS4 game, in my opinion. Right? Like, if, they, if they're if they going that big with it, like, let's go big. It, it, it felt kind of like a game I could play on the mobile phone. Not gonna lie, right? And to be charged that much is just kind of a little outlandish, in my opinion. Yeah. So it's, it's really tough. I mean, remakes and remasters are really tough to hit because it, a lot of times you're kind of taking a gamble on it right as a company in order to revitalize a franchise that maybe a couple people really love and it might not be what you kind of expect like i look at um shenmue right the i know this isn't like a remake or remaster but you might as well call the third one basically a remake of the franchise or a reboot a reboot of it right like but so many people cried for it they did it and then they're like this isn't my game (laughs) <laughs> right. So it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. 
because it is pretty interesting that as gamers, we are constantly calling back to past games uh, and wanting them again and calling for them, right? And whenever the company delivers it, even if it's exactly the same game, there's always that chance that it just does not get received properly because we are false remembering these titles, right? Yeah. Like we, we have a very different image of what these games actually were. And it's actually pretty interesting. Like, while yes, that could be um, a negative thing, but it can also be a positive as well, right? Like, for instance, right now playing Metroid Prime, I'm almost done with it. I've gotten pretty far in it in the last couple of days, which I'm very surprised because whenever I played it as a kid, man, I I jumped months into this title, just kind of going around everywhere. But now I think like two, three days into it, and I'm like, oh, I just beat Meta Ridley. Okay, <laughs> I got one more boss left. I'm already at the end. But the... The funny thing about Metro Prime is that it has this weird thing. And I keep hearing this get brought up a lot in conversations uh, uh, with Metro Prime specifically. And I don't think I've really heard this for any other remaster titles, which I find really fascinating, is that this game looks exactly how I remember it, which is a very weird phenomenon. And what's that phenomenon called again? The like where we remember things wrongly, but everybody remembers it wrongly. Uh, oh, like the Berenstein thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's Berenstein Bears, right? Or whatever. Like, it's <laughs> it, it it's a weird thing to to do because as I'm going through all these areas, everything is so familiar, and like I remember this game so vividly playing the GameCube. Um, in my room when and I remember the room that I was sitting in too like just everything about it with the the fact that I just recently tore out the carpet in my bedroom because my parents let me do it we stained it a sandstone color I got rid of my bed so I just had a couch and a couple gaming rocking chairs right like I, it was this whole weird thing of putting my tv in the closet so I didn't have a closet anymore but I like the fact that it was in an alcove and just enjoying this experience and looking and just visually just being so excited about the way metroid looks where i even wanted to show my friends i didn't want to show my parents how amazing this title looked and now looking back at it i'm like that did not look good <laughs> and i'm like that kind of looked like crap it looked very blurry and just kind of all the same color and very right like but looking at it now yes it is a gorgeous game particularly the the environments the enemy models some of them aren't that high def like they're still pretty polygony right and very simplistic and the animations are still the same as they were before but i think that just adds to the, this weird phenomenon that's happening where it's like it's being pulled exactly from how I, from my memories of how this game looked in my mind and i have yet to out of looking at, at all these remasters oh actually there might be one more that kind of fell into this and i never thought about it before metroid uh, but it's it's a weird situation that's happening, and I absolutely love it, and it, it's just making that experience that much better because it feels like I'm playing it as a kid again and just really enjoying the exploration aspect of it. It's fun. It's it's a great remaster. Yeah, I'm excited to jump into it because it, it's a title that I like never got around to playing when I was younger. Uh, I remember everyone losing their shit over it back in the day, and... Uh, I don't know why I was never drawn to it. Like, I feel like maybe I was kind of more into, like, 
was Halo even out yet? Or was, I think Halo was coming Halo out that year. Was, yeah. Um, I feel like at that point in my life, I was still heavily in RPGs, so I didn't really think anything of it. I remember playing Super Metroid when I was a kid, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then when I saw it was like first person, I'm like, eh. Mm. And now I'm sitting back like, damn. I need to play this because, yeah, the controls in the original sound like they would have annoyed me too. But um, yeah, that you know, I think the fact that it's still there is so good. Love it. Yeah, I think like the way like the comparisons I've seen between the original and this, and how they've just barely tweaked the visuals and kept everything kind of how you would expect it. It's masterful. You know, the way they did it. And it, I'm interested to see, like, obviously they're going to do two and three, but, um, it's cool. You know, it, it, a game that beautiful running as well as it does on the Switch is also very surprising to me. Yeah. I've only had one weird mess up with it, but it wasn't the game's fault. It was my Switch. Hmm. I was actually in the middle of a boss battle between the elite, uh, pirate. And out of nowhere, it kept like disconnecting my controllers and saying, take your controllers because I was playing in handheld and it was forcing me to take my controllers off the switch to play. It would not let me play the switch with them actually on like in handheld mode, like connected to the screen. So I had to disconnect them and like put the switch down on the table because I was in the middle of a boss fight, I'm like, I don't want to think about this. I just want to get rid of this fight. I finished the boss fight, and then I had to like turn it off and put it onto the dock, put the controllers back on, and then all of a sudden it started working properly again. I was like, that was really weird. <laughs> like, I don't know what that was, but that's not the game's fault. That's a Nintendo hiccup. That was just a weird experience. Bad timing too. Right in the middle of that fight. Damn it. Ah. <laughs> uh. That's the worst when your controller desyncs or like battery dies in the middle of the fight. It's like, at least the games nowadays kind of pause it. I feel like for, there's some games out there that don't suspend your game when that happens. And oh my God, it's the worst. Yeah. I will say that there is one little gripe that I wish that they had put in just as an added like quality of life thing. I really wish that they put auto saving in. Because the you have to go to save stations and the amount of like trekking to go through, like you're already backtracking a lot. It's Metroid, right? Like you, you're going to be backtracking. But just having like an autosave every once in a while would be nice. <laughs> like just in case something happens. Like I, I died once, but that was because I was being an idiot and I jumped in the lava because platforming in 3D with that forced perspective where you're kind of zoomed in is a little difficult, not going to lie. But it, yeah, I just, yeah, I went right to the lava, couldn't get out, got shot. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> and I had to go back like so far because the save point was on the other side of the map. And I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> but it, an autosave would be good, you know. And I think that's one thing, too, that uh, like some of these newer remasters are doing very well, which I, I really enjoy. And it's those little quality of life things that they're adding in, like, uh, for instance, with the Dead Space remake. All right, remaster, sorry. I keep getting those mixed up myself. <laughs> like, there's so many little things that got added in that were just really nice. It was a nice add-on. And what's great about, it, like, it, for instance, the zero gravity. With zero gravity in that game, if you weren't familiar, 
in the original version, you had to basically jump from spot to spot, right? So like you you land, you look for a platform, you jump for the next one, and it's just kind of kind of confusing, right? You get disoriented really easily, but they remove that in the remaster where you have like basically just freedom of flight. So you can move hmm. around and control yourself very well. And it, it looks great. It looks like it runs fantastic. And it's actually really interesting the reason why they adjusted that. And I, it's still classified in my mind as a remaster, despite changing one of the mechanics in the game. It's still just a reboot or like a refresh of this franchise, right? And what's cool about it is that while they were in talks of creating a Dead Space remaster, they actually got a, a board together, like a, co a committee of players. So they they reached out to multiple players that were big into Dead Space that were like streamers or, you know, in the industry, the entertainment industry. And they actually had multiple meetings with them over the course of a year and they would have them play little segments. They would ask them, you know, what did you like about Dead Space? What did you not like? What mechanics kind of bugged you? And they actually took all of those things into consideration and tweaked those things and, mm -hmm. and made those little adjustments, which I thought was pretty fantastic. And it allowed that franchise to not only get the refresh that it, it definitely warrants, because Dead Space is a fantastic title. It's amazing from sound design to everything. Uh, it allowed it to stay the players right like with it being that as old as it is and it's weird to think of dead space as an old game but it came out a while ago now like it it is the property of the players it's 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 our memories that we are now going to be reliving again so the fact that the the game designers wanted to keep it the players memories and keep those alive i thought that was really amazing and actually, the only reason why I know that is because um, Achievement Hunter ended up being a big part of that. So Jack Patillo and Michael Jones from Achievement Hunter were actually on that committee, on that board, because they were one of the first people to make an achievement guide in Dead Space. So because of that, and because they've talked about how much they love that game for all these years they actually got to be a part of this game and help with the development cycle of it. And they're actually in the credits, which is really cool that these people who contributed their ideas and just attended these meetings ended up in the credits for this game. Like, how cool is that? And it's just, it's a nice little touch there, which I think that I, I feel like a lot more of these bigger titles like Dead Space are going to carry on with that because it was so successful. Like, it was a really good practice to have. So it was pretty amazing. I think it's a really good idea that if you're re-releasing a game in, in any way, remake, remaster, whatever, it's good to get a voice of the community that's passionate about it behind it. Now, I'm not saying only listen to fans, right? Because sometimes fans don't have the best judgment. But in that case, or like with Dead Space, you know, it's it's awesome because not only does it show that the developers care about the community and want to see some tweaks that maybe they don't, you know, because even though you have to think like, say you're a developer looking at a subreddit, right? And some people voice their opinion, but a lot of people might not, right? There's lurkers out there that might have good ideas. What if you 
throw an AMA out there, have people that maybe don't talk join in this conversation. You maybe learn something new to add into the game that these influencers are missing or others. Like it's a really good idea. And I think in order to breathe new life into some of these older games, it's kind of perfect to ask the community, like, what do you think would be better, right? You don't have to change the story or nothing, but like when it comes to gameplay, especially when you're going to older games, right? Like pre 360 era, like PS2 kind of had more modern controls, but when you go anytime before that, you know, I think it's best to either ask the community or look what has been done for that generation and try to style your game around those improvements. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this game didn't get community feedback, but a game that I think really improved to modern settings, give or take some of the drawbacks that this game has, but uh, the, the golden eye that they recently uh, brought back. Interesting. Uh, I, I haven't played that one, but I have such fond memories of playing the original. So I haven't played it on the Switch, and I don't ever intend to, um, but I played it on Game Pass, and the way they did the twin stick aiming, so it feels like a modern shooter, feels great, mm. right? I mean, you have to remember back in the day, it stu- used the stupid little yellow arrows. Um, yeah, and it wasn't even around. like a full rotate around. It was just a tilt like you still had to like stop and turn (laughs) yeah and like this it it feels kind of like a doom almost because you can look around and shoot like it's cool like i i really enjoyed it because i'm gonna be honest here i never played that much goldeneye as a kid i played a little bit at a friend's house (laughs) multiplayer but i never played the story Oh, a story? No, no, nobody played the story. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> we only um, play multiplayer. <laughs> but, like, you know, it, it's cool going back to it. You know, it sucks that there's no multiplayer on the Xbox, stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it was a fun experience, like, kind of going through this and see, like, oh, wow, like, this is a nice improvement, right? Because, I mean, you can't, you got to think about it. Like, you can't mimic the yellow buttons on a modern controller. I mean, I guess you could, but my God, it'd be so awful. Mm-hmm. But uh, I love that. I love seeing these changes from the past and making it work for modern stuff. Yeah. And I feel like that's something maybe in the past three years, a lot of these remasters have kind of like done is really focusing on the quality of life improvements because that really does make or break. You know, it's old games just don't control too well. And this is coming from someone who plays old games pretty often. Like tank controls. I, ugh. I like to say, Oh, they're not as bad as I remember, but God damn, sometimes they are. And especially whenever you're getting like mowed down by a zombie, and you're trying to get around a corner. Yeah, I it, know. exactly like that fixed camera point like i feel like signalis did it perfectly where even though it's a fixed camera your controls still feel normal and nice little segue into a very good remake uh are the resident evil titles new ones you know um two three like 
and four coming out soon. Oof, yeah. Fun. You know, it's, it's cool. Like the, the amount of work that went into it is insane. Um, I was always more of a silent hill person, so I never really got super far in any resident evil, but I, I bought the second game. I played a little bit so far. I need to get jump back in it, but it, it just feels so good. You know, it, it feels good playing a classic that still feels classic, but for modern, mm-hmm. you know, modern audience, which is cool. You know, I think there's a lot of great games uh, pre-2000s that, yeah, if you really want to play it, you can play it and you find a way. But for a lot of people that don't have access... There's so many good games out there that are just kind of lost in time, either because they're just very dated with controls. I I feel like graphics you can kind of get away with, but when it comes to gameplay, it's hard to sometimes justify playing through a classic to experience it. I think that if we were able to redo some of those older titles breathe new life there there's so much out there that i feel like even for a generation that might have not grown up with them would enjoy it i mean you have to think people that i'm trying to think of the age group right now because i'm thinking me i'm like well i feel like i grew up with a little bit of everything but you have to think a lot of people that are like 20 right now early 20s right they they were kind of grew up with the GameCube mm-hmm. or the Xbox. You know, they didn't have the PlayStation 1 or anything like that. I mean, they might have had a PlayStation 2, but it's like there's a lot of good games that are lost in time on those. And I love seeing them brought back because you can't get a lot of them, like, legally, you know, unless you want to buy old hardware. But that's the market for that's so expensive, it's not even worth it. And it's a bummer because from a preservation standpoint, like I would love to see at least if not remastered, at least ported, right? Like sometimes all you need to do is just kind of bring it to a modern thing. And I don't know, like I, I just love games so much and I just want to see them all look good. But (laughs) You know, I'm like, damn. Um, well, yeah, I, it's like, yeah. I don't know. What was that? I, I, I got a question for you. Maybe this will be a good way to maybe close this out, too. So there are, like you said, there are so many fantastic games out there that are missing from this world, missing from the conversation, right? Um, so it's two, two part question, right? And you can answer them in any order, whichever way you want. But what is one game franchise that you would love to see remastered or remade? And what do you think is the best remaster or remake that is out right now? Oh boy. I feel like recently there's been so many good ones, you know, with like, um, Tony Hawk was done really well. Demon's mm-hmm. Souls was done really well. 
I think the Yakuza games are done really well. I mean, you have to think one and two were totally redone, and then all the others were just kind of like remasters or ports, so mm-hmm. I can't really count that. And I didn't like Final Fantasy VII Remake that much. Uh, hmm. It's fun, but yeah, I, I feel like we haven't really talked about that one too much. It's a great game. It still has the same vibes of everything of Final Fantasy. It's just yeah. it's a it's a big departure from it, right? It they they took it and went really far with it. So I think that's the one. Yeah, thing like there, Kingdom Heart. It. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um. Hmm. For a franchise, I'd like to see rebooted. Oh boy. There's a lot of like one-off titles I would love to see. Um, okay, that, when it comes maybe. to one-off titles, mm-hmm. I feel like this game looked really good in the past. So it's like, and that style really made it. But like Vagrant Story, uh, that's a great one. Would I've be always one wanted I- to like really play through that one, but I, for some reason, there's something there that's like keeps blocking me from it. Yeah, I played a lot of it back in the day, but I never beat it. And I'm thinking, like, oh, I really just want to go back and play it because it just looked so good even back then. Like, I think it was one of the few PlayStation One games with like really high fidelity. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I feel like most franchises I really like have been rebooted. I mean, I would love to see them bring back sim city i know that the last reboot was god awful uh (laughs) i think it was god 2013 10 years wow um as someone who grew up with that franchise i played that new one and it was very very awful Mm. um but ooh. I will say this um, real quick. I played the demo of this for Next Fest, and I highly recommend it. But the System Shock, the the mm-hmm. remake that's coming out, it nice. to me, I think it might possibly be the. I don't want to say best. It, it's hard to put my words, my thoughts into words right now, but like to take an old game like that, like you have to think this is like early nineties, like Mm -hmm. first person, like very bare basic style. You didn't have a free camera, anything like that. The way this game still captures that old feeling, but with modern quality of life, modern gameplay is phenomenal. I know uh, I was reading like in the forums, people were complaining about the graphics that they look kind of voxely and it's too neony, but I think it works and it's so good. Like I, I never played the first system shock. It was too old for me. You know, I like immersive Sims, but I just never could get into that one. Like, I think now I could get into it with an older mindset, but mm-hmm. I tried playing when I was younger, didn't like it. Played System Shock 2 for a bit, loved it. And of course, you know, then you go to Bioshock, all that kind of stuff. But with this remake, I'm really excited for it. Uh, I think it comes out next month? Next month, or it comes out within the next three months. I know that much. 
I'm excited for it. I I haven't really been excited about a day one purchase for me for a game. I mean, I've learned my lesson to not pre-order, but mm. if if I had any kind of inkling feeling to do it, it would probably be that game. Like mm. I I'm hoping the finished product is as good as how the demo was because I think that this can be looked at as possibly another one of those top remakes, remasters uh, that we've seen. It it just feels so good. Like it, it's weird how it made me feel like I was playing a really old game, but I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And that's something I haven't really ever felt with a remake. You know, the remake, obviously they're made to take that old feeling away and put a new skin on it. Whereas this feels like a new skin, but those bones that have mm-hmm. been there are still there and you can feel them. And it, it's awesome. I'm super excited for it. It looks, but what gorgeous. about you? It looks gorgeous. Yeah. This is gonna be a tough one, right? So, <laughs> all right. This might come out of left field and it's kind of a random one, but it's a character design. It's solely because of how much I fondly remember the character design gameplay wise. (laughs) Yeah. Now (laughs) I don't remember like a whole hell of a lot of the game itself, but I would day one probably pick it up because I just want to see a reboot of this, this character. Um, But legacy of Kane soul reaver. Oh yeah. If that came back soon, if we, if that comes back and like, in modern graphics, can you imagine how rad that's going to look? I mean, the character design of that guy is phenomenal, and that would just be a lot of fun. I mean, who doesn't want to play a vampire, right? Like, it just seems super, super cool, and I think this is a perfect time for that. It's It's been a while since we've seen it, right? It's a PlayStation 1 kind of game. So the graphics right now, and actually looking back at the graphics and the scenery, even though it was on PS1, it still looks pretty damn good. So I don't think it would be that hard to really upscale this to something amazing. And there are some uh, 3D design artists out there that are putting out like uh, their Z brushes of of Soul Reaver like fan art, and damn, does it look good in a nice updated graphic quality? Like I would be so excited to play that, but. As far as best game, best remaster that I think is out there, I'm going to have to go with Shadow of the Colossus. Mm. Just because the visuals are fantastic. And I think that this, how I mentioned earlier with Metroid, that there was another game that looks how I remember it. Shadow is one of those. Like, I can see the upscaling with the skyboxes and things like that, the, the better lighting, but it feels like that old game. It feels like I was playing it the very first time all over again whenever I was playing the remaster. It's such a phenomenal title and it's such an impactful one in in so many ways. Like I really feel like Shadow of the Colossus is one of those titles that every single game designer needs to play and study for learning how to properly handle ebb and flow how to really make like scale important, right? Like this game does that and it just feels good. It it feels great revisiting it. And it's funny because for years, I would always just randomly go back and play the original. And no matter how much time went by, 
it was still a very enjoyable experience. And then after playing that remaster, I was like, well, damn, like it still feels good. It just, it was a really great time uh, playing that one for sure. So definitely Shadow of the Colossus has my, has my vote as one of the best remasters out there personally, right? Other, other people's opinions might differ for sure. Uh, but yeah, I, that and then seeing a, a Soul Reaver <laughs> remake would be rad. That'd just be a lot of fun. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you guys so much for listening into this conversation as we talk about a bunch of remakes and remasters. And, you know, what's your favorite remakes out there? Or what are some that you wish would come back? What are franchises that you love and adore and just have fond memories of that you want to see more of and you want to play again and share them with this new generation of gamers out there so they know what you're talking about and get your references finally? (laughs) But yeah, there's so many out there to choose and such a wide library of amazing titles out there. It's, It's hard to pick, right? But anyway... We'll talk to you guys next week with the next, uh, you know, next set of games that we find and next little idea that we have here. Uh, but until then, bye for now. Bye.